Hey, Big Ten fans, welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Mike Jen. Follow me on Twitter at MikeFChat. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. It is Wednesday, June 29th, 2020, and yesterday was a very interesting day inside the Big Ten. And the reason being is because a lot more coronavirus information has been released. We're going to start off with two schools yesterday that have paused workouts. Now, it's not to the football teams. Uh, that is, you know, obviously the sport that's going to be played first for the majority of these programs, but it's still very interesting to see. So we'll start off in Ann Arbor. Michigan had to pause four different sports. And again, I told you that they're not football teams, but it's still very interesting. The field hockey team, the volleyball team, swimming and diving, along with ice hockey. Positive tests and tracing for Michigan has halted those four sports. And to be honest with you, uh, it's not the football team, which is good. And what I find very interesting, however, for the Michigan side is that tracing has helped. The tracing is very important. And we haven't really heard other teams doing tracing at all. And I think that this is very smart on Michigan's part. If you're able to go back and find out who was the carrier, who they interacted with, where they were, you're able to do this and kind of get a hold of the situation and stop it. Because a lot of these schools, they share facilities. Uh, I, I know for, you know, I've been at Ohio State's facility because obviously I'm an alum there, uh, played in the baseball team. So I got a chance to kind of get involved in what's going on over there. The Buckeye football team, they are isolated. They are they have their own area. Um, they have their own indoor facility. They have their own outdoor facility. They really don't share that with other teams. Now, back in the day, we did uh, the baseball team did share space with the football team. But the reason being is because the baseball team, their facilities was being built at that point in time. They now don't need that. They've got field turf instead of grass on their baseball field, so they can practice uh, as weather permitting. Uh, they've got in their indoor facilities as well on the other side. Now, it's not a full indoor facility. They've got batting cages, uh, and they've got a new weight room as well. But the interesting part, though, is that you know a lot of these football teams, and my assumption is that the majority of these football teams are pretty isolated. So uh, when the football team goes down, that means that, you know, that there's – there's definitely an issue. There's, there's so many football players on the team, 105, 85 scholarships, uh, and, and that does not include support staff as well. So uh, interesting that Michigan is doing tracing. I love it. I think it's great for the university to stop something, you know, like this, like a little mini outbreak that they're having. The other school that's having a little mini outbreak is Iowa. Iowa continues to have issues with the virus. And you'd think, well, Iowa, you know, there's, there's just not a lot of really bad busy stuff going on in Iowa. It's not, you know, it's it's more rural. Uh, you don't have as many big cities, but they're still having issues, which kind of bothers me a little bit. Now, it's the Hoops team this time as uh, two players tested positive. So Iowa is going to halt workouts for the next two weeks. A little bit concerning again. Uh, they Iowa did not release the names of the players, but uh, obviously – this is the first time that they've come out and specified a team. So uh, the hoops team, two weeks, uh, no practice, no nothing. 
and they'll reassess everything uh, most likely in a week you want to see the the players get an opportunity to get back on the court and practicing but you want it to be safe and in a in, in a good environment uh, Gary Barta the Iowa athletic director if we can rewind a couple of months ago when everything was kind of going uh, he was a realist about the situation he said it's not if we get coronavirus cases it's when and how we react to it and i'm not gonna lie iowa has had some issues but uh, they've been smart about it uh, they are obviously taking a break from the basketball voluntary workouts and you know it's uh it, it's going to be an interesting time to see you know when they come back uh if they ultimately release which players had the coronavirus and you know going forward i think it's it's smart on these schools to stop everything and just wait just, just wait maryland they got some good news yesterday as we all know maryland at one point in time a few weeks ago had to shut down their football workouts and you know they 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 clearly had an issue well that issue looks much better right now they tested 192 players coaching staffs etc support staff no positive tests so maryland made a decision to pause their workouts go on a two-week quarantine and it paid off big time good dividends from maryland so uh, that's that's a very good sign coming out of maryland um and then you know it it uh, it bodes well for the future of the Terrapin team because hey you know what uh, they all realize that they made mistakes and they need to stop doing those mistakes because that's kind of part of it you know again I'm gonna go back and look at the MLB and uh, the, the reports came out that the Miami Marlins while they were in Atlanta said hey let's go out and have a good time let's let's just do what we normally do. Well, guess what? That doing what they normally do bit them in the ass, big time, and they—it's you know, just dumb. Uh, and, and it's nice to see that you know Maryland has learned from this. So, a uh, very, very interesting. Another quick note uh, on the football side of things before we get to a couple of commits yesterday inside the Big Ten, the Ohio State capacity for fans will be 20% next uh, this fall. And this is interesting because uh, Gene Smith came out and said up to 50% at one point in time. So now, you know, I, I've been saying that 20% is probably the best option if you're going to have fans, if fans are allowed. Uh, I think at this point in time, I think it's a little too early to say whether or not teams are going to have fans. But going forward i think that everyone's going to have to kind of adjust to it and i get it the athletic departments need that revenue they need fans in the stands a lot of athletic departments um such as say wisconsin uh when, when they came out yesterday and said that they could potentially lose you know a hundred million dollars barry elvis very concerned about that he's their athletic director former coach and he be he's concerned, and I would be concerned too. A hundred million dollars is a whole hell of a lot of money. 
And that money goes right back into the athletic department to fuel the non-revenue sports. So it's something that is concerning. We've seen, you know, like Stanford. Stanford dropped a bunch of Olympic sports. And Stanford wins the championship cup pretty much every year. I think that runs over. It's just kind of disconcerting to see that um, all the sports, because, you know, as an athlete, uh, you know, a lot of these guys, they'll, they'll play collegiate and then they'll never, you know, play in the professional ranks past that. And it's kind of, you know, it's kind of sad that, uh, you know, they won't get an opportunity to play their sport at the next level once they graduate high school. So uh, it's interesting to see. But, uh, you know, I think that Ohio State, uh, a little bit premature in, you know, coming out and saying this. Again, I thought they were premature in saying it before. But, uh, you know. Yes, it is what it is at this point in time, and we'll see ultimately what ends up happening. But you know, I'd rather see football with no fans than, you know, no football. So I guess we will see. All right, get, let's get into the recruits yesterday that committed to Big Ten programs. In the 22 class, Penn State is on a little bit of run. Caden Saunders, the wide receiver from Ohio, just committed. And now you can add Wisconsin tight end Jerry Cross. Huge frame at 6'6", 218 pounds. Uh, he was a Big Ten type of regional athlete. Uh, Michigan, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Purdue. He had offers from those schools. Uh, I like what Cross is going to bring. Uh, he's going to have to add on a little bit of weight, a little bit you know, small at 6'6", 218 pounds. However, that frame, that 6'6", man, that is ideal for a tight end. A little bit, you know, a, a big body. Uh, you probably will see Cross potentially a, you know, flanker out, not always, you know, playing the traditional three-point stance at the end of the line. Uh, you know, he could go out and be a flanker. And you're going to use his height and athleticism for jump balls over slower linebackers and safeties so uh, I, I like this commit for Penn State James Franklin has done a good job James Franklin's always done a good job on the recruiting side of things and that's another win for Penn State with tight end Jerry Cross Purdue added an outside linebacker to their 21 class in Ricky Smith Smith is 6'1 and uh, 195 pounds he had offers from Miami of Florida Missouri West Virginia the Florida native uh, pretty good player, um, a little slight at 195 pounds for a linebacker, but uh, you know not not too terrible. I like it. I, I think that uh, you know he's a guy that will help the Purdue program, and uh, you know Purdue really needed a, a a good run here on the recruiting trail. Uh, Jeff Brom hasn't been all that great recently, and you know for them to crank it up and and to start moving and to get going with recruiting. Uh, I think is a, a positive sign for Purdue. So a nice little addition to their 21 class and outside linebacker, Ricky Smith. Let's move on to a basketball note yesterday. And it's fairly easy to say that Michigan State is absolutely on fire on the recruiting trail. The 2022 class number one overall prospect, Imani Bates, committed to the Spartans a few weeks ago. Well, let's add in another five-star in Canadian center, Enoch Bokye. Uh, Bokye is a elite player. He is a top 10 national player at six foot, 250 pounds. The young man pretty much could have went wherever the hell he wanted. Uh, Canadian basketball 
like I said yesterday, has really made an improvement. They've gone and really bought in. Uh, you can look back at uh, one specific player who kind of started up a, a good little run for Canadians to really get interested in basketball, and that was Vince Carter when he was up with the Toronto Raptors and just kind of doing what he was doing uh, really showed that the Canadians that, hey, you know what, basketball's fun, and, and a guy like this can – do that let's uh you know th there's some players that's like yeah i can i can do that and that's exactly what enoch bokoye uh has done and uh it's it's looking more and more like you might actually see monty bates decide to go to michigan state i mean when you collect the talent that tom Izzo has yeah i think bates is probably a one and done i don't think bates stays very long and and bokoye uh I think that uh, he probably is a one-and-done as well. But you've seen it in the one-and-done era that you can win with these type of players. And I think that that is 100% the possibility. And you know what? When you assemble the talent like Tom Izzo has, you're gonna, he, he's going to break through. And I think Tom Izzo's looking at uh, you know another potential championship um, in the line because, uh, I mean, you know, Bates is probably the best player to come out of high school in the last 10 years or so i want to say i just wow the uh the 22 michigan state recruiting class is just phenomenal absolutely phenomenal uh, i think that they are you know if you if you could do some future rankings uh and, and what teams are going to look like in the future i think there's no doubt in my mind that michigan state would be ranked uh, at the top of the Big Ten and, you know, inside the top three nationally because th there's not a lot of schools that recruit as well as Michigan State does and on top of that develop their players as well as Tom Izzo does. And this is even with losing players that he's going to. I mean, it, you know, Michigan State is a basketball factory and they're going to continue to put guys into the NBA and, you know, that's only a coup in Tom Izzo's hat. And on top of that, he's got guys that are coming next. And it's it's scary. The, the Big Ten is probably going to be uh, very unhappy about facing Michigan State going forward because they are amassing a ton of talent, not only, you know, in that 22 class, but in the 21 class as well. They've got a lot of big-time players coming into Michigan State, and it's uh, – it looks like it's Michigan State's conference to lose going forward. And that's going to do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. I appreciate the listen. Go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. Raiders, reviewers, and share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a great home day, Big Ten fans. I will talk to you tomorrow morning.